0: Everybody. and welcome to this week's episode of Dum Dum Die. I'm Lina, I am the new DM for Dum Dum Die, and my ladies around the table will introduce themselves.
1: Okay, uh, hi guys, I'm Nelly. I'm so used to, like, mentioning my old character. I'm excited, and I'm going to introduce my character a bit later on.
2: Good morning, everyone. I am Wednesday and I'm gonna follow Sue with Nelly and I want to introduce my character right now. It surprises all around, I think, because this time we actually don't know what each other are playing.
1: Yeah, that's true. Add a bit of
0: mystery to the whole affair. (laughs) All right, so let's jump into the first episode of the new campaign.
1: Oh, I'm so excited.
0: So just to give you guys a little bit of background, From where we last left off, disaster was closely averted when our adventurers managed to seal away Isaiah in an anti-magic dungeon located in the royal palace. The princess was saved, the heroes lived to, well, maybe not talk about it, but at least see another day. For some across Kalandos, it was a day of confusion and pain as loved ones perished for no substantial reason, seemingly at random. For most others, it was just another Tuesday. Aloran, as agreed, stood faithfully guarding the cell to one of Kalandos's greatest threats for several years, doing his duty as assigned by the princess. After he was relieved from his post and another was stationed there, he was finally dragged to the altar in a bit of a wild-eyed and closely guarded affair, to become the next king of il Uranus. The people were relieved that the bloodline would continue and the city would be safe. The future certainly looked bright. Until the day il Uranus fell from the sky. What? Crashing into the continent with devastating force. It was a day that would be remembered and talked about for many years to come. The death toll was unimaginable. Rumors are abound as to what the cause was, but very little is known in truth. In its wake, people flocked to the only known source of government remaining, the city of Joseburg, who a few years prior fought for independence from the crown. With no monarchy to enforce its rule, Joseburg seemingly overnight became the impromptu capital As more people made their way to the city, it grew at a rapid pace and became a central point of trade across the country. Alongside this event, this mysterious ailment that plagued a large portion of the population once again became a problem. Affected people became weak, unable to walk, seemingly drained of energy. In some of the worst cases, victims perished. Healers were unable to treat victims, and after weeks of slowly losing people a breakthrough came from the Majors guild, who found the clockwork mechanism inside the victims. People rushed to their respective guilds to ascertain if they were implanted with these devices, and an alarming amount were indeed found in the people. However, attempts to remove the device have proven fatal in all cases, causing the common folk to lose faith in the guild. Sprouting in its wake, a cult formed, calling themselves the Order of the Red Dawn, Gaining power and support at a frightening pace, claiming that they could render the vices moot, people flock to their banner in most of the cities and towns. Tensions between the now self-governed Council of Joesburg, the Order, and the Major's Guild are running high. People are trying to live on as usual, but factions have arisen choosing one side or another. Trade is becoming less, as merchants refuse to trade their goods outside their own factions. The economic state in the capital is in sharp decline. People are starting to get desperate.
1: Thanks, Lena. Yeah, thanks for the trauma.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So, Wednesday, after a long night of activity, you hear a ding, ding, ding of a pipe not too far from your head. Waking up, you can see a character standing over you. He's finely dressed, has a bit of a goatee, and he stares down at you, says, Wake up, little knife. It seems that you have slept in the day, and uh, I think it's time for you to get back to work.
2: I open one eye as I look up, and I say, wait, it wasn't me, I didn't... Okay, maybe I... No, no, it definitely wasn't me. I did not take it. Whatever it may you. be.
0: The person standing over you, you know, as Jimmy. And Jimmy is kind of the person that hands out the assignments as given by the leader of the shadows. So looking on at Jimmy in a bit of a flustered state, Jimmy leans over you and says, Well, I didn't know that you were on assignment, so whatever you took, just
2: hide it from the others. Oh! Oh good! Do you know what, Jimmy? I really, really appreciate you and all the things that you have done for me. Shara is so happy to have met you.
0: Well, I... I wouldn't go that far. We are thieves, after all. Honestly, the day is getting on. Get up out of your bedroll. I know that thieves normally sleep in late but this is just getting ridiculous. I'll see you outside and he turns around and he walks through the door.
2: Yes sir! Shara is on her way! I do a little bit of a roll off the bedroll and start getting dressed.
0: Looking around at the room it's like a common sleeping area where most of the members bed down for the night. So there are a couple of other folks You know, lying in their bedrolls. It's not exactly clean. Considering it's a room that you've been using in the underground sewer system. It's livable. But grimy. And a lot of people have just kind of let their stuff lie around. Some very rugged looking bedrolls and straw stuffed pillows. That are just scattered in little heaps around the room.
2: So... Shara as she's getting dressed she pulls out a small piece of broken mirror and she puts it up against the wall as she's adjusting her hair so it is a silver white it is quite long. Shara is a goblin and she's a bit weird looking for a goblin. She has like metallic golden skin, big black eyes and really really big ears. And they kind of droop and fold a bit as well. They are ridiculously large on her small face.
1: Are they the type of ears that, you know, when you have like a kid with like awkwardly weird features and you think, oh, no, that's okay. They'll grow into them, but they never do.
2: It is exactly that. <laughs> the other thing that is really strange about her is she has a cute button nose, which is not something that at least she believes goblins should have as she puts a black hooded cloak on she's trying to cover something that appears to be embedded in her forehead you know she sort of adjusts her hair over it she's kind of spitting like licking her hands and then like smoothing her hair over it
0: so after you make yourself presentable you make your way out of the room and as soon as you go out of the room you see that there is a Large area that the people there have been basically been using as a common room. You see a couple of the other members of your organization sitting around a few tables. At the far end of the room, there's a a bit of a counter that has been appropriated from one of the less reputable inns in the city. There's a couple of drinks being served, but nothing too lively going on. These people know their trade, so they know that most folk are still like sleeping or resting. So chatter has been a little bit muted. But looking at the room, you see that Jimmy is standing there casually leaning against the wall, just looking around, waiting for
2: you. I do a bit of a, a skippy run towards him. Uh, when I walk past the, the counter i 'm gonna reach up a hand to sort of feel around if there's like bread there <laughs> <I'm> sorry
0: <laughs> okay. so, small. so you feel around on top of the counter and you feel nothing but all of a sudden you feel another hand and you hear a gruff voice say, "I, I think you're looking for this," and you feel a bit of bread get pushed into your hand.
2: Thank you,
0: yeah, you just hear. A, mm. As the person who gave you the bread walks away.
2: I grab the bread and I hug it to me very tightly. And then I continue on toward Jimmy. <laughs> bread is life.
0: This little scene that played out for Jimmy is always fairly amusing. Because it has kind of become like a morning ritual for you to hop out of bed. And then look for a piece of bread before you actively start doing anything. And you can see Jimmy is smiling as he sees you walking over. You realise that you could probably just take something from above on the street level, yes? Uh, I don't know why you suffer yourself this awful, well, don't tell anybody I said that, but awful bread.
2: Oh no, Jimmy, I would never. I don't take anything from anyone. Not me. nuh I am a
0: good goblin. Of course you are, my dear. Obviously, everybody here is innocent and none of us are up to any nefarious deeds. He smiles at you and says, well, I suppose it's time to give you your little task so you can get going. The lady Cindy, the mayor's wife, she's been uh, flaunting, so to speak, a bit of jewelry that she's acquired. We're still trying to see where she got it, but that's hardly important. What I want from you, little shade, is to go there and appropriate this piece for us.
2: Hmm, appropriate. I can can be appropriate.
0: Uh, No, Uh, if I have to use a more blunt term, I want you to go and take it and bring it to me.
2: Yes, sir. And Shara does an awkward salute and ends up smacking herself in the face with one of her ears. Oh <laughs> So sweet. Shara, please pay attention. The manor is guarded, so you'll have to
0: scope out the place. When the time is appropriate. you'll enter her premises. And uh, take what isn't yours. Bingo. Payday. Uh, that means for the next couple of weeks, you don't have to eat the bread.
2: I really like payday. I'm leaving right now. I'm out of here.
0: So as you start walking away, he's
2: uh, wait, do you even know where she stays? Do I know where she stays? What <laughs> <laughs> can I roll? <laughs>
0: I think, Chad, make me a roll. Over or under. Okay. You do not know where the lady stays Awkward So you kind of stop in your tracks as Jimmy says this And you look around and Jimmy smiles knowingly and says Nah, that's what I thought (sighs) Do you know how to get to 17th Avenue? She has a manor there
2: Yes, 17th Avenue comes after 16th Avenue is very good at this,
0: very good Perfect, well then You'll know the place by the large gate and apparently she has some lion statues on top of pillars there that signify the mayor's house. This is a rather high profile and high risk endeavour, so I would suggest you do your research well before you try anything. Yes sir, of course sir, payday sir! If you succeed in this. Perhaps I'll uh, put in a good word with Marcus for you.
2: I'm going to run out of there, squeedling. Running out of the area of the sewers that
0: has been appropriated by the shadows. You make your way up to an entrance to street level. That's fairly well hidden. There's not usually traffic going through the area there. So it's easy enough for you to get out through a a sewer grate and uh, make your way up to ground level where the common folk of Joesburg do their day-to-day business. As you exit the sewer grating, an our familiar sight greets you. An alleyway that opens up into a street, and directly across from the street is the hairdresser. So walking out to the street, looking left and right, you see the main thoroughfare for Joesburg. You know that if you follow the the path to the left, you'll come to the central hub where most of the market-related business of the city is handled. But you also know that since tensions are running a little high with the mage guild, it's been less busy of late than it usually would have been.
2: First, I am going to go and stare into the window of the hairdressers Because Shera likes to be trendy, so she wants to check out what today's fashion is. Okay,
0: so you run across the street, you look into the window of the hairdresser, and do me a perception roll. Nine. You look, but the sun is kind of reflecting on the surface of the window right now, so you cup your hands and you try and look into, but it's a little blurry and you can make some shapes out in there. The window isn't all that clean to start off with.
2: I consider giving the window a bit of a lick But then I remember payday And I am going to walk off along the main thoroughfare one Towards where the market area is Because I'm assuming that I have to go through there To get to the main avenues of the suburbs
0: So you make your way down the main thoroughfare And as you get closer, traffic is starting to pick up There are definitely quite a few people standing around doing business you hear some calls in the background where people are trying to market their wares and you know it's just the general buzz of the city at close to noon you did sleep in a little later than you would usually have as you get closer the smells of the marketplace start enticing you with the rich aromas of of cooked goods and sweet things coming from a different counter and you can see that there's a general hustle and bustle around this area that the city of Joesburg has designated for market-related purposes. So you kind of walk into a circle with a big fountain in the middle and there are houses kind of bordering all around the circle. As people kind of make their way around the circle just doing business with some of the merchants there?
2: I'm going to wash my hands in the fountain because clean hands, that's hygienic. <laughs> yeah! Okay, you can
0: do me a perception check if you want to. Eight. Super focused. On washing my hands. So. You dip your hands into the fountain. It's fairly clean. It's purified constantly by water mages. So it's not like the fountain is grimy or dirty, but you're not really paying attention to cleaning your hands in the fountain as you kind of dip your hands in and look across the street and look this way and something touches your hand, but you kind of
2: ignore it and take your hands out. I dry my hands on my hair. I'm just thinking of all
1: bless your goblin heart, but I'm just not here for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, your hands are a bit soaking wet. You like shake it off a little bit and then try and make something presentable out of your goblin hair. Now, your head is wet or at least damp from your efforts.
2: That's good. That's hygiene. I'm doing well today. <laughs> It is
0: rather chilly because there's a slight breeze blowing through the streets and it kind of funnels up that central thoroughway to the marketplace. So the wind is kind of chilly as you step away from the fountain. You know that if you go through the the market hub, you'll go to the more fancy side of town. And that's where the more noble people, or rather the folk who decided that after they overthrow the nobles, that that would be great places for them to take for their own. You know that in one of those houses there you're going to find the mayor's house.
2: I'm gonna head off in that direction doing a little bit of a skippy run as I avoid being stepped on. Bumped into, tripped by random things like people's feet.
0: Chad says it must be hard to see past those big floppy ears that keep getting in your way.
2: It is, this right? Perception <laughs> rolls. It's like these ears just.
0: <laughs> you make your way past the hub and you kind of walk into the more fancy area of town. But it's been a few years since the government has been overthrown, and there kind of has like developed some upper and lower class trends again as people are just want to do you know the richer folk are occupying so as you go on you see less and less people with common clothing on and you see more finely dressed individuals walking along the streets and some ladies with more fine dresses scurrying about it becomes fairly obvious that you probably shouldn't be in this area at the moment. Folk are starting to look at you strangely as you skip along.
2: Okay. I am going to straighten my back. Then I am going to walk like one of the nouveau rich. I've been practicing this walk. You know, my hands are clean. My hair is clean.
0: <laughs> Do me a deception check. Let's see how well you can sell this. Oh, and then a performance. Give me a performance check. That, that's, a, that's a better roll.
1: Thirteen. Over 10, yes, there you go. So
0: you're walking along, your back is straight. It looks like you have some posture, at least. Even though your clothes are still a little scruffy, at least looks like you belong there. Oh, good. Even though people are still looking at you because I mean, you're a goblin, at least you don't see the curious glances about, what is that person doing here? So as you walk around, you see 14th Street, 15th Street.
2: I'm counting them as I
0: go. And you finally make your way down to 17th Avenue. Going by the description that Jimmy gave you, you find the place fairly easily. And across the street, you see the high fence with pillars with some lines on it.
2: I'm going to go and find a wall to stand against and I'm going to just focus on the house like I'm basically just going to be staring at the house like I want to watch people moving like in and out of it and do they have large dogs I mean it is Joesburg (laughs) while I am thoughtfully chewing my bread
0: yeah so you're trying your very best to be inconspicuous just leaning against the wall across from the mayor's manor And it doesn't take very long for some of the guards stationed at the gate to notice you standing there.
2: How many guards are there?
0: Do me a perception check. Fifteen. From where you currently stand, you can see two guards. Uh, One is standing in the open and one's head is just peeking out from a little room just inside the gate.
2: I'm going to take out a notepad and a magic quill. And I'm going to write very carefully two... Equals guards.
0: Okay, a few moments pass as you keep monitoring them and you can see that the, the guards are talking to each other and then both of them look directly at you as one guard walks out the gate and is walking straight at you.
2: I'm going to smile and wave.
0: The guard walks right up to you and says, <clears throat> Move along. What are you doing here?
2: I, Shara, am the world's most powerful sorceress.
0: I don't care.
2: I have come to visit the mayor.
0: Do you have an appointment?
2: Appointment. Do I know no. what an appointment is? First of all. Geekos.
0: Geekospy has donated us fifty bits, ladies. Woo! Thank you. Ooh, thank you. Thanks, Geekoscopy. So, do me a D twenty roll. fail. Straight D twenty. You have absolutely no clue what an appointment means. You probably think it means something to do with dancing.
2: Well, of course I do. I am particularly good at that.
0: You can see the guards one eyebrow kind of raises as you say that. He says, Miss Shayra, you are obviously not where you are meant to be. The mayor isn't certainly not expecting anybody or you would have been on the list.
2: Ah, a list. Then I'm going to take out my notepad, and at the top of the notepad where I had written two people's guards is 17th Avenue Mayor's House, and it's underlined. And I'm going to say, look, you see, I do have a list.
0: Before you know it, the guard snatches that little book out of your hands, and he looks at it and says, are you spying on the manor?
2: No, spies hide in the shadows. I'm not spying at all. It's broad daylight and I stare up into the sun and go like,
0: ow! The guard confiscates your notepad and puts it into his jacket pocket. He says, I think we have some questions for you. Would you please accompany us to the gates?
2: Ooh, how tall is the guard? He is around
0: five foot ten.
2: When he says accompany, I'm going to reach up my hand to like hold his hand. I'm excited now. Nobody's ever wanted to accompany me. It's obviously because I'm so powerful.
0: Gamer Teddy says, if this goblin lives through the entire campaign, I'll be shooketh.
2: I
1: feel like the Mandalorian has been like, you know, you have the freshest upon of a child. You didn't want this child, but that's your child. And you're going to be stuck with it the whole season. That's my feeling right now. Do
2: me an inside check. Ooh, I'm very clever. Unnatural 20. As you take a couple of steps toward
0: the guard, you can see that the other guard is kind of grinning very maliciously at the two of you approaching. For the briefest moment, you get this feeling that wherever they're taking you, it's not going to be very nice. It's probably going to involve bars.
2: Not the drinking kind. Not the
0: drinking kind either. The steel kind.
2: I'm going to have to do something unhygienic. I'm going to bite the guard on the leg. And then run away
0: Okay do me an attack roll 16 The guard isn't paying attention to you at that moment And a savage bite to the leg As he cries out in pain And lets go of your hand A startled shock You take the opportunity to make a dash for it And he yells after you I don't know who you What you look like
2: I'll find you I'm going to say You can meet me at the ball
0: A lot of the wealthier citizens are a little startled as this small goblin starts running through the crowd and making your way back to the central hub. And it doesn't take very long for you to lose the guard. Because as you look over your shoulder, you can see he's just standing there. You can probably safely assume that he is currently on duty and can't really chase you.
2: I'm going to slow down and then I'm going to take some deep thought. It's hard to circle back.
0: So... You're standing in the in the central hub and you think, okay, but there must be a, a better way to approach this manor. And you make your way down a side street and out into another main street, walk through another alley to another side street, and as you exit onto another main road, you hear the most delightful musical tones coming from somewhere to your left.
2: Ooh, my ears both point in that direction.
0: As you look around, you naturally start gravitating toward the sound of the music. I mean, for you, it just sounds incredible. But the closer you get to the sound, you see the, the people around you are like, they're holding their ears and kind of twitching away from a particularly false note. For you, however, this is, this is amazing. This is incredible. You come around a corner and there in front of you, not 10 feet away, you see somebody sitting on a little stool. And the strangest apparatus is in their hands. A kind of a bench with crystals embedded into it and a handle on the side. And this person is kind of waving their hands in in an odd fashion above this crystal bench.
2: I'm just going to stand there and nod appreciatively. Nelly, you see that you
0: have attracted
1: a listener. A listener that's actually not grimacing. That's a nice change, yes. I see some ears attached to a body, and I look up and I kind of pause because I'm not used to people looking at me while I play because it's still kind of awkward. But I look and say, isn't it beautiful? Isn't it just... Amazing, and I continue to gesture my hands. I'm going
2: to clap.
0: Quite a few people around you frown and then just shake their heads and walk away.
1: At this point, let me just describe what I look like. As people walk away, you know, I'm used to it, so I'll kind of shrug it off, but I'll pull the implement I've been playing around with and I stand up to my full height. I'm roughly about 5'6". I have lovely magenta skin. I have braids that have kind of come down to the sides of my head, but they don't go all the way to the back of my head. The back of my head is more like a, almost a big crown of loose curls. And past those curls, you can actually see a couple of horns peeking out as well. I walk a bit closer to this uh I'm assuming goblin with suspiciously big ears and I say, "Hello. Hi. I are you meant to be that small. Hi. Hi. Hello, most wonderful and famous musician. At that point, I'm gonna stop and look around and wonder who they're talking about. Like, yes, yes, yes. That 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 is me. Yes, I. And I kind of pause. I kind of whisper, talk. I'm like, I really want to be famous, but I'm. I'm working on it. As you can see, I have this ama- amazing invention and I know people will love it. You, you love it. So I'm sure more people will love it, I think. And I'm gonna like uh, sit back down on the stool and I'm gonna pull out some tools and start, start like adjusting some things. Maybe it's just the positioning of the gems, yes. Maybe it's the gems, maybe. I, I'll make it work. Yes. And I'm just starting to tweak around with the instrument.
0: So, Sherry, you can see that the instrument is
1: highly detailed
0: with little gadgets and little screws and knobs and positions for the crystals and they like to be moved and socketed in different arrays. And you can see that as she changes the crystals, several of them light up in different colors. And you can also hear, as you Clicks them in, it makes like a different hum or a different bing as the crystals lodge into these different sockets. And she is just changing and then tightening a little screw here just to like listen to if the sound is pure or not. And then when she's happy, she's like nods her head in appreciation.
1: Yes, that's that's good. Yes, this, this, I think. Yes. Oh, you're still. Oh, hi, you're still here. Are you?
2: I'm not going to leave because I really like famous people. Shea Ray is at the height of fashion. Who, who, who's Shay Ray? Is that you? Why yes. And then I'm going to stand up straight to my fullest small height. I'm going to say, I am the most powerful sorceress on the surface. And also below the surface. Nelly, just do me an
0: arcana check. I got 14. From a magical strength perspective, you realize that this little goblin in front of you does have some ability. What's more interesting to you is that you accidentally, while you move one of the crystals and you click it in, you catch a little bit of a hint of a spark underneath her hair.
1: Oh, when she introduces herself as this amazing magic user, and I see that spark, I, yes. Allow me, me, to introduce myself. I am not struggling. I am going to be, as you said, an amazing bard. You can call me Amandla. I, I, what's that on your, and I'm going to lean a bit closer. I, I I just noticed that there's something interesting about your head but I'm gonna like dust off my hands and just you know like you can see someone wants to touch you but you don't, you you want to be respectful of the boundaries in this space I, I is that uh, what is that that's sounds interesting
2: I'm going to s- slap both my hands over my forehead and I'm just going to wail the deformity
1: but it's 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 beautiful. I, I think it looks, it sounds amazing. And I, can I? And I'm going to pull out some goggles, you know, like that have extra opticals, like a monocle. And I'm going to lean a bit closer. Please, I, I won't hurt you. I can see something amazing about that structure about you. And I can tell that you are very, very special. And maybe I can help you learn more about That, yes. Please. And I'm just just like try like zoom in a bit more without again trying to touch it.
2: Does this famous person do they seem like maybe they have medical knowledge? Do
0: me an insight check. Fifteen. Judging from the way that Amanda is inspecting the crystal embedded in your forehead. You can probably deduce that she does not have any medical expertise, but she does seem to have some sort of familiarity with crystals in general.
2: I'm very pleased to meet you, Amandla. I am sure I'm not so certain of your tastes, but this hideous thing, I will allow you to inspect it. At
1: that point, I get super excited. So, leading closer
0: with your little monocle, you like... Magnify, magnify, magnify again, looking at the quality of this crystal. The crystal is pristine. It is as clear-cut crystal as you have ever seen. And there seems to be some sort of arcane magic imbued into it.
1: Oh, wow. Can I roll Arcana for it? I just want to figure out, like, maybe the source of it. I'm curious if it's linked to something that might be linked with my... Yes, let me just roll Arcana. Okay, go for it. I want to just tell if I can sense if I recognize where it comes from. 28. Sure. (laughs) Wow.
0: That is a hectic arcana roll. So as you closely inspect this crystal, you can see the arcane threads and fetters just linking into the goblin itself. So you can safely surmise that the goblin is feeding the crystal.
1: Feeding the crystal, ooh! You are very, very interesting indeed. I, I need to buy you a drink or get to know you, but also that, but you, but also, and I can't stop looking at and pointing at the crystal. I'll even maybe sing you a song about that. Yes, it, it. Uh. It looks amazing. Wow. I'm in awe of it, and I'm just getting super excited. And I'm thinking, like, of all the things I could learn about you, and maybe this could be linked to something bigger than I... Oh, I'm super excited.
2: You said bar. I'm also super excited because this is not the mental kind. And because I don't have my notepad, I have completely forgotten about my mission.
0: So, Amanda, you start packing up your instrument. You have got a little case where you socket your crystals back in and just make sure that it's neatly packed away and you swing the musical device across your back again and the two of you start heading off towards the hub because you know that there are a couple of nice places there we can probably get something decent to drink something that isn't going to take the skin off of your throat as it goes down. Something with a little bit of taste at least and something enjoyable while you get to know this interesting little creature that happened to come across your path. As you get to the marketplace can both of you make me a perception roll, please?
2: 17.
1: Also 17, hey! So as you get there you see that people
0: are starting to move around the fountain to kind of congregate at the one side of the hub, and you see that they, on a pedestal, are some people there standing in long red robes with hoods, and one of their members are standing a little bit more forward than the rest of them, and he's addressing the crowd.
1: Can, can, do you know who they could, and I realize, wait, the goblin's kind of small, do you, Can you see that or I, 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 I,
2: of course I can see. I'm going to stand up to my full height.
1: Which is like 10 centimeters higher than your usual. I could lift you, but I always respect a goblin of any stature. Do I recognize these, these robed people? Will I recognize them? Being in the city for a while, you already know
0: that the latest cult that has sprung up they, from time to time, do speeches in the market square trying to rally more recruits. So you would know exactly who that is.
1: I'm going to, like, kind of whisper towards her and say, have they tried to recruit you too? Because they can be a bit persistent, but I always like their voices. They have lovely voices. So,
0: Shaira, you would know... Coming from a little bit more of a poor background, that you know, street urchins, they went to the cult because it is more of a safe place. They get fed, there's a roof to sleep under. So, considering how bad it is out on the streets, it's better for them to be under the cult swing than where they were. And while the cult have approached you, you are already a member of a different organizations and
2: you declined i'm going to say oh don't worry about me i'm no cultist and then i'm going to since my nose is very button i can't tap the side of it i'm going to boop my own nose and i'm going to say (laughs) very quietly i'm with the shadows
0: amanda you can do me a history check if you want to
1: yeah, let me do that because <laughs> I would be like, gasp, if that was me, but let me know. <laughs> 16. It's not
0: a well-known organization, but you have heard some rumors here and there of an organization called the Shadows, but you don't really know what they do or what they stand for.
1: I'm going to politely look towards Shara. You know when people are just like, I don't know what you're talking about, but let me acknowledge you. Like, yes, that's good for you. Yes. I think,
2: yes. I'm going to take out that half-eaten piece of bread and I'm gonna say, it is very good for me and I'm going to show you my bread.
0: You hear the crowd cheering across the street.
1: Ooh, it's such a show. I'm like, okay, crowds is cheering. For me personally, I think like, maybe I can learn some tips from these people because they can get a crowd. I wanna also get a crowd. So I politely, but not so politely, just walk away and go closer to the crowd
2: to just follow <laughs> like hey but look at my bread
0: so as the two of you get closer there you can hear a very authoritative voice and you kind of catch the tail end of the conversation where you hear and thus we of the brotherhood of the red path are the one and only solution that faces the current crisis the government can't help you the majors are incompetent salvation lies with us and the crowd cheers again
1: i told you they have nice voices right That's... his projection was amazing amazing
2: i'm not keen on starvation
1: i'm so focused on just like his voice and his projection i'm barely even listening to what he's saying to be honest it takes you a moment
0: to realize that the crowd is actually starting to walk away as the people on the podium just looking up, you can see that they have started walking down. And they are kind of dispersing into the crowd, talking to various people who were actually listening. And you see that one of them are starting to walk directly
2: towards you. I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe it's a fan. I'm so excited to be with a famous person. I, I do you, should
1: we? And I look at the person coming towards us. hi. Hi Hi.
0: Good afternoon, ladies. And he kind of looks at the goblin, he's not exactly sure. It's just hair and ears. I assume that you found our brother's speech inspiring.
1: I I always do appreciate a good orator. Very, very good speaker. I does he get Voice coaching, maybe? Does he?
0: Well, we certainly do pick people with vocal talents to present our case to the public. Have you ladies considered joining the order?
1: Oh, I... I... Maybe another time, but I'm on a... different path. And... I, I don't want to give you so little of my attention. Maybe in another, um, uh, maybe my, 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 and I look at Shayra like, um, maybe you? I'm just trying to deflect the attention. I'm like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not interested at all to be honest. My body language is this awkward, super awkward. I'm like super stiff. I mean, think of a Tiefling that's, okay, I'm a Tiefling by the way, but imagine, it's already kind of awkward as it is, but even more awkward, like, uh,
0: I, uh, mm. Is your discomfort? It says, ah, well, um, apologies. I did not mean to cause you any discomfort. I am Brother Quorum. We are merely looking for people who who is to share our vision, follow the path of the righteous and gain enlightenment. How about you? And he looks straight at you, Shara.
2: Shara does not particularly like the lights. Like sometimes when I look up at the sun, it really hurts.
0: There's this moment of confusion as you say that, and then he kicks and says, Oh, uh, no, when I was referring to enlightenment, it is not to do with an actual physical life, it is a higher state of consciousness, a state of transcendence.
2: I'm going to take out my bread because I need to chew over that word. I feel that um,
1: perhaps we could think about it. I, we have an appointment, so perhaps uh, another time uh, shall we And I'm going to look meaningfully at Shara, and hopefully, because I I haven't known this goblin for very long, but I'm getting a sense that like, I need to be very, very direct and vocal. Shall we go? Oh,
2: I'm very good at appointments.
0: Just before you go, we require a little bit of assistance. One of our number have gone missing and we're quite concerned for her. Would you help us keep an eye out or relay any information that you might have? Uh, It is a woman called Daphne. If you hear anything about her, the cult headquarters are clearly visible across the square. and uh, You can inform us there, please. She disappeared not two days ago and as I said, we are quite concerned. She's been with us for several years.
1: That is concerning. I always want to help one in trouble. I And I, I stand up to my full height. Try to look as respectable as possible. I will certainly look for your colleague. Colleague? Colleague, yes.
0: If you must use the term, that is fine. He reaches out to one of the... Colt is standing next to him, and the person puts, like, a little scroll in his hand, and he says, in the meantime, some information about our organization, and he holds out the scroll to you, Amanda. Oh,
1: that awkward moment, I'll take it in my hand, uh, thank you, in my mind I'm thinking, maybe I could have more parchment to write some lyrics on so it's not a waste of my time so it's okay
0: you can see both of the cultists do this little bit of a bow in your direction and say thank you for your time good day and they start wandering off
2: oh thank you it has been a good day i met a famous person we're going to the bar for an appointment
1: i'm gonna do an awkward bow back because i i i don't know how to interact and i'll look at Shara. let's have that drink yes i think and i'm looking around for any more brotherhood members like let's let's go maybe now in case we get accosted and i'm just looking around a bit like you know when you look around for anyone who's just try like you know know, indoctrinate you let's let's go before someone and i keep looking around tries to also yes let's go yes and I'm going to just like, walk of purpose and again, I'm just going to hope that Shara picks up that I'm saying, let's go.
2: Yeah, no, I'm just going to follow you. So you guys
0: walk away from the place where the cultists had their little impromptu show? Meeting? You're not exactly sure. And you walk to a place where you know that they have delightful drinks called the silver cockerel. As you enter the establishment, It's midday, so there are not a lot of patrons around. But a few people, including a few upper-class people, are sitting, just enjoying a bit of a light meal. A lady walks over to you and says, Hi, um, will that be a table for two?
1: Yes. And I I raise up two hands for, yes, for two. Do you have anything smooth? I lean over, and lean back, like honey for the throat or, yes, two, yes, for two. Yes.
0: We certainly do. Um, would you mind storing any weaponry over there at the counter until you leave the establishment, of course? She pointedly looks at this contraption hanging over your, your shoulders.
1: Oh, this, this milady is not a, a weapon. I am a musician, and this is my instrument. It is no weapon, I assure you. Oh, uh. perhaps I can play for you. I, I I'm working on something, but I need my. Mm, perhaps I need my voice to. I'm I'm, maybe later. Yes, I hold it a bit tighter. Like it's 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 not, it's not a weapon. No.
0: Apologies for the misunderstanding. I'll certainly inquire with the establishment owner if he wouldn't mind a musical performance, but our patrons are normally used to a bit of silence. You're welcome to take this table and I shall bring you something with honey, as requested.
1: I'll look at Shara. Do you want. Have you asked? What would you uh, like? I'm a bit starstruck. Oh, wait. I do have some weapons, though. I have a hand axe and a dagger, so I'll put that where she mentioned.
0: You see a a gentleman standing across the counter as you put the weapons down and says, Yes, thank you. And he gives you a little bit of a wooden tablet with a number written on it. Are you enclaiming your weapons after you are done enjoying our establishment? Thank you. And he takes your weapons and he puts them on a rack under the number...
2: I also want one of those. I'm going to hand in my weapons.
0: He kind of leans over the counter to look at you. Oh, um, he's going to take your weapons. And he grabs another little bit of wooden plate with a number on it. And he leans over the counter again and says, "Uh, there you go, madam.
2: What number is it? Nine. I'm going to hug it to my chest as I walk back to the table where Amandla is.
0: While you guys are sitting there, the lady stops again and says, here you go. Um, I think you'll find this... Well, to your tastes uh, and something for you as well. I hope you enjoy. Thank you.
2: Oh, Thank cool. you. Thank you.
1: I'll sniff the drink and I'll, I like pull the aroma towards me. I'm gonna be whispering to myself. Open, a diaphragm, release. And diaphragm. Open, and diaphragm. Release. And diaphragm. Yes, and I'll take a sip.
0: It is a pleasantly delightful mix of honey and a little bit of citrus and just a hint of milk. It is an extremely refreshing taste that goes down your throat.
1: Okay, I can get into that. I even want that now. It sounds kind of good actually.
2: Now that I know how famous people drink drinks, I'm going to do my best impersonation of what just happened. And that thing where you're like you not finished inhaling, but you've already put something in your mouth. So like half of it goes down the wrong passage. So there's a splutter.
0: As you splutter, just to be a concept. 18. You <laughs> cough a little bit and splutter, but just before it washes up your nose, you, then you just tilt your head back and... It, Falls down your throat again, and this lovely, soothing taste just goes down your throat.
2: I'm going to nod appreciatively, like this is a drink for a fancy person like
0: me. A lady walks in and comes and sits at your table without invitation.
2: I'm going to whisper to Amanda, I think it's a fan. You have fans? Oh,
1: that's no, no, your fan. I'm just like. You know what? I'm going to fake it so I'll make it. Yes. Yes, that sounds... Now look at the lady alone. I... Did you come for a performance?
0: She's completely distracted. She's not even paying attention to either one of you. As she glances over her shoulder, looking towards the door. Do we need a perception check, by the way?
1: Eight. Hey, I also got an aid.
0: Neither one of you can see what she is so concerned about or what she's actually looking for. She just looks very bewildered as she sits at your table, uh, not really paying attention to either one of you. She looks at both of you and say, please, 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 just, just don't say anything. Please play along. Um, I'll be out of your hair in a moment.
1: What? And that kind of like almost like loudly say, what? I, I can't hear you, ma'am. I, what? And I'm leaning over like maybe maybe my vocal lessons have affected my hearing, so I'm just leaning a bit closer and like almost like bellowing a bit.
0: That is where I'm gonna call the session for today. Thank you very much, ladies. That was a lot of fun for the first session. I appreciate it. So just a quick announcement. We will be having our first Lee for the third player and we can start experiencing a new face. Until then, you guys can find us on all of our socials, Dum uh, dum die. And you can find myself, um, I've got an Instagram account, um, mystic underscore bell, you can find me there.
2: You can find me on Instagram at Wednesday underscore lefey, that's L-E-F-E-Y. Yeah, I'm excited that we are into the new series, and I hope you guys are going to enjoy it. You guys can find me also on Instagram.
1: I am missmvubu, so that's M-I-S-S-M-B-U-B-U. Check out my social media for pictures of my horse good times. She's very cute.
0: So just to let everybody know that we are live every second Sunday. We can catch our sessions from 11am South African time. Wow. There were a lot of folks in the chat today, guys. Thank you very much. We have an Elion and a Ma. I think that's how you pronounce it. La Kaylee, Lana Ray, a rogue girl. Interesting nickname. I like it. A Roxy, The False Cut, and we have our moderators, Gary and Gamer Teddy. Thank you, everyone, for being here and being with us. It was always amazing fun to have you. You know, spread the words, as Carla always used to say, to your friends, foes, families, and familiars. And thank you very much for joining us on Dum Dum Dime.